Okay, Karen, you can laugh now. <laughs> this is take two of the Dirt Bike Channel podcast. I've got my wife uh. with me. She starts <laughs> laughing the second that I hit record every time. Uh. And this time, my hand was moving down towards the record button. And that's when she started laughing. <laughs> and, and so I hit the record and she's already mid-laugh. And I'm like, from as as an audio and video guy, I'm like that we can't ha- we can't start <laughs> in the middle of a laugh. It's totally fine oh. to laugh. On well, camera. his hand going down to the record button was super dramatic, and that's what kind of hit me at first. <laughs> it was kind of like that scene with Aladdin and the genie and the King of Agrabah when they're he, they're all waiting for the king to like put his hand down so they can keep singing and moving and dancing. That's a really that that was my favorite part of that whole movie. It's the one with Will Smith, <laughs> yeah. where he's like, "You can do it, you can do it." We're waiting on you. Oh. It's funny how Karen thinks I'm so dramatic. I'm literally just pressing a button, and she thought it was dramatic. <laughs> anyway, carry on, carry on. This is the Dirt Bike Channel podcast. <laughs> we are totally serious. This is serious business. Mm-hmm. We won't, we won't be laughing anymore. <laughs> she can't even do it. Anyway, oh. I'm Kyle Brotherson. I've got my wife with me. This is Dirt Bike Channel Podcast. You know, normally we were doing the uh, Monday Morning Mechanic episodes, and it was super fun. We actually um, had a lot of had a lot of fun recording them together. And in some, one of the reasons, I'll just be honest, is because it was it's like it's like uh, relationship time. You know, you get time with your spouse where you can just. We were forced each Sunday night to sit down together and you know do something without the kids. When you've got four kids, it's kind of hard to have alone time, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially where we've got the, our, well, she's almost three. So our three-year-old, she's a busy body, and she requires a lot of attention. So right now we've assigned, because it's, it's Sunday afternoon, we've assigned the 14-year-old to be after her. And the interesting thing about assigning your 14-year-old daughter to be after the baby is she recruits the, uh, she recruits the brothers too. So yeah. if I say if I say Kaylee, can you watch Kenzie? What it really means is Kaylee will also get Case to help her watch Kenzie because <laughs> she's good at delegating. It's a team affair. But one, what we wanted to cover today was just kind of a behind the behind the scenes. Uh, from time to time, I'll get emails asking me like, Kyle, I, I don't know how are you doing this, and and what's your workload like, and and how is it split up? And I was talking this morning with Karen about. Uh, possible podcast. It's been a while since I put out a podcast visit because I've been working so stinking hard on the the Dirt Bike Channel sweepstakes that I have going on, and it's just head down on that. I haven't even been able to come up for air, and so it's been a while since I had a podcast. I've got a whole ton of podcast topics. I've got, I've got a whole list right here on the computer where there's probably sixty or seventy things that I want to get to. Um, but Karen's like, well, why don't we do something a little bit more behind the scenes? And I thought, well, that's great because then I can bring Karen in. It isn't just talking about dirt bikes, some part, some rotor or whatever. And so I, and so it's fun. <laughs> some to, carburetor. Right. Some Holly carburetor. You know, Karen loves to talk about Holly carburetors, don't you? <laughs> yes, I do, actually. Actually, you always call it the Kelly carburetor. Just for fun. Just for fun. Yeah. Oh, inside joke there between me and Karen and my dad. So the Kelly carburetors. But you know, it is, it is good for, I think your, your followers to know what goes on behind the scenes, because there is so much that you do, Kyle, that goes on behind the scenes that people maybe wouldn't even think of, or would maybe take for granted, or I don't know, they just wouldn't understand unless you actually had some other 
wacko lady here like me telling what's going on in the brothers and household behind the scenes. So I think that's what we're going to cover a little bit today. Well, and there's no way to adequately describe what happens behind the scenes unless you live it. Um, I, I fully believe no one would believe how much work I put into this. I don't think anyone would believe it. If I, if I tried to outline it all and then be like, here's what, here's what I do. And here's what I've done to try to make dirt bike, get dirt bike channel off the ground for the last six, seven years. I don't think anyone would believe it. Um, Karen has seen the most of it, but what she doesn't see is how my mind just never shuts off. It's always working. It's always trying oh, to I think about the thing. And so <laughs> it's on your the face. things, and so it's, it's difficult, but <clears throat> I think about, you know, back at the time, there was a time when I used to be able to come home from work and shut off. I can think specifically of some times when we were first, you know, in our, in the early days of our marriage and things. And, uh, I could shut off whether I was doing carpet cleaning or deliveries or, you know, even working at cell phone stores, managing, you know, a cell phone outlet or whatever. I used to be able to come home and shut down. Even when I was even doing tech support at the, you know, a company, I could come home. I, I, my shift was from 7am until 3pm and I was making pretty good money at that time. And I could come home and literally shut down, shut off. And at the time I didn't realize how good that was. I didn't know how good I had it because then what happened is slowly in that company, I started to sell a product for them and suddenly I became where it's like I could never shut off, you know, where you're selling stuff and you've got clients all over the country, all over the world, and you couldn't really shut down. And then you've got bosses that are emailing you or texting you. And slowly I got to the point where I could never really leave work. You're, you know, you know yes, what I'm talking about, Karen? I know a hundred percent. And then... In the midst of that, then I started this side project thing because I was interested in cameras. I got into dirt bikes and I started putting out a YouTube videos here and there. First, it was just for us like, oh, here's here's because one of the things I did was I would put these family videos together. Right, Karen? What you still do which once I, a year. <laughs> yeah, which I still do. I put we would go on a trip and I'd put out a little family video. You know, I put it out is not the right word. I would edit it. M- they never it's really. Just for family. They never really got up uh, online. But there was a couple times. I was a couple times I would upload like a video of playing guitar or shooting a gun or something like this, and and then I put out a couple videos where it was like I'm riding my dirt bike, and those did get become public, and then it was like, oh my goodness, this video has um, 500 views, and I'm like, that's crazy because this other video that I put out of me shooting this gun, it's got like 20 views. Mm-hmm. And it's been out for a year. And now this video has been out for two months and it has 500 views. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. And so then I, you know, the thought was, let's just, um, I, I never set out to build, <clears throat> to build any of this. I was like, I wonder what it would be. Could I get a video with a thousand views? You know, <laughs> and then, and look at you and now. Then, and then I was feel, figuring out the YouTube ad revenue thing. And I'm like, I made like $12 in one month. Yeah. And this thought occurred to me, what if I did a, what if, what if I set a goal to make enough in YouTube ad revenue to buy a dirt bike? And I just put out like $10,000. What would that look like? <laughs> and I just kind of set out to do that. And I tur- and it turns out that that, that $10,000 of making my first $10,000 in YouTube, YouTube ad revenue was literally the hardest money I have ever made. 
in my whole life because I'm balan- I'm doing all these other things. You know, we've got obligations. Karen and I are busy with the kids, and then I've got a full time job, and Karen's, you know, busy with her stuff and work in the community and all of these things, and so we're busy people. And then on top of this, I'm going to create a part time job that I didn't really set out to do. Yeah, and make. $10,000 on YouTube ad revenue. And at the beginning of it, I thought this will feel like a free bike. I will get $10,000 and it'll feel like I got a free bike and I will almost feel guilty, you know, and I won't even maybe want to tell people that, Hey, look, I, I want, <laughs> I made, you guys helped me make $10,000. By the time the $10,000 was made, it didn't, it, it just felt like I would have been way better off to deliver pizzas to get that ten thousand dollars. Oh yeah, I would have. I would have. Been we able- we don't see you very often, especially in those days where you'd work, you know, a full time job, and then you'd come home and have the the side business of Dirt Bike Channel starting. You know, he'd come home from work and then go straight to Dirt Bike Channel, and we wouldn't really see him. And we carve out dinner as a family. That's something that we have. That's really important time for our family. No matter what's going on, we all sit down and eat together every day. And then, um, so that was like our chance to catch up with Kyle, <laughs> you know. And it, it's hard, you know, here in the home front because, you know, he's been working so hard and um, he is just a hard worker by nature. But this has just been, you know, a passion of his and he had this vision and he wanted to make it you know, be successful in which he has. And he's done a really great job at that. And now this is his full-time job. And it's just been really fun to see the transformation and watch him to grow. Um, that's yeah, but it was, it was, it's been hard to not get to see your spouse very often, you know? Well, thank you for that. And I just think about, you know, then there was this, and so it was hard it, making money on uh, the, the money I first made on dirt bike channel was the hardest money I've ever made in my whole life. And then there was this time where it's like, hey, in my head, I had this number. I'm going, if I ever made, if I ever got Dirtbike Channel to where it was making X amount gross money, and I just threw out a number. I didn't really think about like the bills that it would have to pay for and this stuff. But I'm like, if I could get it to make this much part-time, I would need to step into it full-time. I should step into it full-time. And halfway, th- I got halfway through the year in 2018. I'm looking at a spreadsheet at my day job, which to be completely honest... I was doing so much dirt bike channel at my day job at that time. I haven't, I wasn't really being honest with myself about how much I was doing. I thought, I thought that I was working my day job eight hours and then I was working dirt bike channel for two to three hours a day. Now that I've had more time to reflect on it, I think I was basically putting in equal time at both, at both things. Um, but anyway, I I'm like, look, I'm, I'm going to meet that goal. Do I, do I call my own bluff? And I, I ended up just quitting the day job and going straight into dirt bike channel. And Karen was really nervous at the time because she's like, I'm never going to see you because you're going to work more. Um, I don't think I'm working more, but I'm certainly not working less. Yeah. You know, so I'm now it's just, I'm focused on one thing before it was like you had a full-time day job at this other company. And then you basically had two full, I feel like I had two full-time jobs. Really. It's, it's, I always told people I had a full-time job and a part-time job, but if I'm dead honest with myself, looking back and, and then analyzing what's happening now, I had two full-time jobs. So I just quit one of the full-time jobs and I still have a full-time job that is always on. (laughs) Yeah. 
And so but this isn't like a nine to five type of job anyway, because what people don't realize are all of the things that, you know, go in behind the scenes. Kyle is constantly replying to emails. So everyone who emails him, he responds if he's able to. And then so far I have been. Yeah. And calling people who, you know, have a question that's a little bit better to answer with your voice rather than reading a text. Um, and then also with text messaging and, and he researches like no one's business. And I always tease him about it, but he researches all kinds of camera equipment and sound equipment and obviously, you know, bikes and different bike parts and all the things that go into dirt biking. But, you know, he, for this podcast alone, he researched for hours and hours just on sound equipment and whatever this board thing is here <laughs> with all the buttons and, you know, the mixer and just making things as quality as possible because that's what he's about is making it the best he can with what he's got. And I, yeah, so I realize what goes on behind it. There's also, you know, obviously the videos and the editing for a video is way more time spent than what people watch right? So if it's a eight minute video, he spent hours on it sometimes. And, and then with the recording of it prior to that out on a biker in the shop. And, um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's hard and he's making a big sacrifice and, but it's paying off. Like people are benefiting from the knowledge that they're gaining from dirt bike channel. And, and that's something that the Brotherson family is proud of. Yeah, you you talk about the emails. I now and and I say a disclaimer here. I have responded to every single email that has ever come to me under my Kyle at Dirt Bike Channel email address. If you haven't gotten response back from me, I can promise you this: it's because your email address was not valid. <laughs> I have responded to every freaking email that has ever been sent into that email unless you're just like some salesman is like hey here's this trinket and it has nothing to do with this stuff if it's a legitimate question from a legitimate viewer I, they get a response back and i won't be able to do that forever there is a time coming i can see the end in sight where i will not be able to respond to all of those i'm going to have to outsource some of this stuff and get help from someone from somebody but all of those i, I respond to every single email Calls, I make calls, multiple calls a day, text messages, you know, the research, the products, the equipment, just the things that Karen talked about. <clears throat> there is so much of that behind the scenes that would never show up. The video that we did, I did a video, I had my one of my sons, I'm getting my sons more and more involved with this. Had one uh, I had my sons help me with a video that I filmed on Friday. It it came out, it was just can a, a TPI bump start without a battery. We spent about three hours filming that because we had a couple little hiccups in the middle. And then I spent about three hours editing it. And so it was a six hour video. The thing is, I'm looking at it on YouTube, it's seven minutes and 29 seconds. And it took six hours to do. But that was just that day. I had done research for that for two weeks, thinking about things, getting product for things, talking to the product developer, ordering it from freaking Japan, you know, all of these things, there were so many things. So I can say, well, that was a six hour project for that day. No, it wasn't. There were weeks of thinking about it, talking to other people, planning, you know, conferring with other people, and then actually the implementation of it. And it's just like people think, oh, Kyle put out a seven minute video. Cool. No, 
that was like three days worth yeah. of work. And the only reason I was able to edit it down in three hours is because I've done this 800 times. <laughs> I have now, I have now been, you know, kind of testing the waters with some di- different video editors. And, and, and some of the videos that have come up on YouTube have been edited recently by people other than me. What I've learned by that is, yeah, there's some people out there that are very good at video editing and there's some people out there that suck at video editing. But the people who are good, they spend way too much time doing it. <laughs> like way too much time. The Okay, so, okay, that's a great video edit you just did, but it took you three days to do it. I can do that in three hours. you know. And so you cannot spend 24 hours editing a video down if you've got to produce one every other day. And so some videos I spend more time on, other videos, you know, I cranked out a video this morning. It's a writing video because I didn't have anything in the pipe because I've been so busy with the sweepstakes. I cranked that out and I, I budgeted myself one hour on that project and I busted it out and I did it one hour, uploaded it to YouTube, type the, you know, type the de- description out, make a thumbnail for it, get it uploaded to YouTube and schedule it because that's the time that I had. <clears throat> but other times, you know, it could spend hours and hours and hours doing stuff. And there's just so much behind the scenes. No one would ever believe it. No one would ever believe what it takes to do this and the amount of effort that it's taken. You know, sometimes, sometimes I feel like it's good that we can't tell the future because it, there are many things in my life where I think if I knew how hard this was going to be going in, I might not have done it. Do you ever feel like that, Karen? <laughs> yeah. Yes, for sure. I mean, there's lots of areas of life where every one of us could say that very same thing. But luckily, we don't have a crystal ball telling us, you know, that this is going to be hard or this is maybe going to fail, right? And the the thing that's... <laughs> Sorry, we got kids trying to get to us. Oh, that's so cute. Mom, I need you. Here, I'll take care of her. You keep talking. So anyway, one of the thing, one of the transitions that we moved to, this is, again, like I said, you got a three-year-old that uh, can't, can't be bothered, and we've got kids that are not doing a good job at babysitting her. Okay, take two on the podcast. This is us. This is us. We had to cut here because three kids upstairs are not enough to <laughs> fence one child in. So we got a child down here banging on the bang on the door. It's usually me that keeps her occupied while Kyle is down here in the basement office working and recording podcasts and you know doing video editing. So you know the one thing kids. I'm like, look. There's the only thing that I can't have you guys do, like you can't do, is you can't let Kenzie run downstairs when I'm recording, and you can't let her drag a chair across the kitchen tile because the kitchen tile is right above my office, and it, it literally sounds like Armageddon is happening <laughs> when <laughs> the world is coming to an end oh. when a chair is and and Kenzie, our three year old, will literally just push the she wants to get up on the counter and she'll just grab one of the chairs and push it 20 well not 20 she is a funny one 12 feet over to the thing over to the counter and it sounds like the world is ending upstairs she's ambitious that one she is it's very good but you know transitioning into family time i was mentioning that family time is um it's the only time that i really get to shut off and and get to shut off is the wrong word. Karen is helping me and coaching me (laughs) and and reminding me that this is the time to be present and this is the time to be here. And so I think... Much like Dr. Dom talked about. Yeah, like Dr. Dom talked about. I mentioned that. I don't know if I'll edit that out or not on this little debacle we just had with the child banging I think you should leave it. But 
Dr. Dom talked about that, being mindful and being present in the moment. And Karen, Karen talks to me about that. There was one day last week, right before the sweepstakes was going, and I just I brought my work upstairs to the dinner table, and she let me know that. And she's like, look, you've got to be better at that. You know, all of a sudden you're, all of a sudden you're checking your phone too much here at dinner. You got to shut down and and you've got to be here. And she's very, she's very good at, at helping me do that. But what I want to talk about first off, Karen, is with COVID-19, which is happening right now and how everything is kind of focused more internally on the family. That's been kind of a blessing to us, right? I mean, yeah. it seemed like it was going to be tough to shut the world out, but we've talked, you know, several times in the last month or so about how good that has really been for our family, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, there are some definite challenges, right? Like getting toilet paper or going to the store. Those kinds of things are a challenge. Um, but on the whole, as our little family, uh, we have been blessed because, you know, we have all of these, well, we, like we mentioned in that podcast before, we have all of the extra things cut out, right? There's no basketball, there's no football and baseball and all the extras, right? And, um, because of things like that, we have more dedicated time for our family. And I feel like that is a massive blessing. We've, we've, uh, even introduced some new family traditions, which I'm a big fan proponent of. I love family traditions. I'm kind of cheesy like that, but that's me. Um, and one of them is a family member is in charge of one day. And so for instance, our nine-year-old case, he has Mondays and after dinner or sometimes before, uh, they are in charge of picking an activity of their choice that we do as an entire family. And no one else can say, oh, I don't want to do that, or I think that's dumb. We have to love and support each member of the family. And when it's our turn, we would like the same respect, right, on our day. So every member of the family gets a day, and then they get to do something or pick something. And um, just last night, Case is like, let's go up to the parking lot by our house um, and do some fun games and so and ride some bikes. And so he <laughs> ended up riding his bike on a curb. How long would you say that curb was? The curb is almost, it's almost 200 feet long, a curb, and and he's he's riding it. And, uh, me and, and balancing me and the on boys, his two-wheel. Me and the boys started doing this the other, about a week ago, where we were trying to go. They were riding up on their pedal bikes, and I was riding up on my trials bike, and we could get to the point where we rode the whole curb once. And then every once in a while, we'd do it twice in a row. And then without falling off and then fluky thing a couple nights ago, I did it nine times in a row with, with my 12 year old. And then all of a sudden this, this nine year old kid last night, how many times did he do it? Karen in a row, 39 times without falling off the entire way. It's unfreaking. <laughs> I wouldn't have he believed just... it unless I saw it myself. It was incredible to watch him. But we've just come up with all these fun little family activities that we do together. And that's been because of the COVID-19 stuff, because we've always done the family dinner time together, where I would say 98% of maybe even 99% of the night since our kids Unless were someone growing, was sick or they were... We would try to do family dinner together oh, and yeah. spend that time at the dinner table with each other. It was in a lot of times, it's the only time we would get to connect all together as a family, right? Mm. 
and sometimes it was hard where we've got basketball practice or we've got like these youth groups or things that the kids go you know to and and it's gotten harder as the kids are getting older but then with the covid stuff it's been boom all of that other stuff got kind of thrown out and because and karen noticed this because the kids don't get interact get to interact with their friends um, Karen's like, let's replace it with some of these fan with like, doing a legitimate family activity every night. Yeah. So what are the some what are some of the activities that we've done? Let, we'll just list them off, like whatever comes to your mind. So we've done board games. We've done hide and go seek in the house. That was super fun, by the that way. Was super fun. We don't have a huge house, but we do have three levels in the house, and it was I, so fun. <laughs> I have to say, we did three rounds of hide and go seek, and I was the first one that had to seek. I didn't find one of the children. Like legitimately, <laughs> I couldn't, I didn't find him. Like I know what I did wrong. I thought I cleared a room and he was up in the windowsill behind some, behind in some. In the window uh, well kind of. Yeah, in the basement, in the window well behind some curtains. I thought I cleared the entire house. And and it was hard to find people. <laughs> like I, my, or the kids can hide, legit hide good. That they was, are good hiders. That was super fun. And then we did, we did three rounds of that and it was and the cool thing, because Karen's like, look, you do this thing, you can't complain. You just have to, whoever decides the thing, the one rule is you don't complain. You just go do it and you're happy to go do it. And so in my head, I'm thinking, I don't want to play hide and seek in the house. But it was legitimately fun. Yeah. So what are some of the other things? Another fun family favorite was indoor Nerf war. And so we put on some I dirt bike goggles. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, we all put on goggles. Yeah, we put on goggles, the baby. including the baby. And she was the cutest little two-year-old in dirt bike goggles I ever saw. And that paid off big time because she she was like... Right at the end. Yeah, she got plugged right between the eyes with, with a, somebody hit her with a Nerf gun and she didn't cry at all. Like that would have been devastating. Yeah. You know, because she was just like... You know, so we had teams damage. and we were up and down the stairs and shooting off the banister and hiding and then shooting. And it was so fun. Yeah. We had a good time with that. And then, you know, we've done walks. We've done some exercises. We've done, um, I can't think of all of them. <laughs> we went for a drive and went and found a cave once. Um, oh, yeah. We've done all types Quiet of... Quiet ball. So, yeah, Throwing balls, playing catch. Playing we've done, catch in the house, which done, most moms don't let them do. We've done bike riding. You know, we just do it where everyone can participate. Um, so we haven't done dirt bikes for that because not everyone. The cares. kids chalked the driveway and made like this freeway system. And we had this game that the kids play or made up. And so you have scooters or bikes and you have to stay in the lines and then there's a police officer. And, you know, so Kyle and I got out there and we were all doing it together. And it was it was really fun, but everyone gets to have their own night and pick something to do. Yeah. So that's been a really, it's actually been really good. And the funny part about this is about a week or so ago, our 14 year old daughter, Kaylee comes to us and she out of the blue and she said it to me and she might've said it to Karen too, but she said, seems like our family's happier now. And I had felt that and Karen had felt that. But when you hear it from your 14-year-old daughter that all of a sudden she's like, our family is happier and we're getting along better. I mean, that was pretty cool. Yeah. I thought it was. Obviously, it's been hard and it's been hard on Karen because Karen's such a social person. She's a social butterfly. And so the social isolation thing has been harder on her and my daughter, I think, than anyone else. It hasn't been an issue for me at all. Well, you, you're not very social. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. But 
when it was really cool to hear from my 14 year old that she's like, we're getting along better as a family. And I'm not real. I think it's just the fact that we're spending more quality time together. We're playing with the kids more than we did before. And so it's really helping us as a, from a family perspective. And Karen has enrolled in a parenting course. I've, uh, I've attended one and a half of the lessons, but she's doing this parenting course, which is pretty cool. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. It's, um, one of my good friends, Callie, she's, um, teamed up with this woman who's a, a professional parenting teacher, really. And she goes all over the world teaching people. And we're on, I'm doing this pilot program. And it's basically how to, you know, learn how to teach your children how to self-govern and to be mindful, to be present and have the home be intentional, not by accident. And what I mean by that is, you know, if you, if you go through life with your family or in a relationship or even just yourself without any goals or without any purpose or without any intentional um, idea about what you want your life or your family or your relationship to be like, then it's just going to get there wherever it is on accident. And the more that you make things intentional in your life, the more that you're going to see the fruits of your efforts. And so we were encouraged in this family course to come up with a family focus statement. And so we sat the kids down on, on my night. So I took one for the team for our family activity. I'm like, tonight we're going to come up with a family focus statement. And they're like, oh, really? You know, this is going to be fun compared to Nerf Wars. And so, but they all did it because they weren't allowed to be negative, right? And so, but there we, was some negative negativity, a little there. bit. Yeah. But I let it slide um, because this was a total Debbie Downer for, you know, kids to come up with something like this. Let's sit down and make a report. Yes. But <laughs> however, we came up with like a three or four paragraph statement of what the Brotherson family is all about. And I'll spare you all the details, but basically, you know, every member of the family got to contribute and put something in to what they want our family life to feel like, to look like, and to be like. Although Karen rejected a couple of mine. Oh my gosh. It's true, isn't it? <laughs> he said every member of our, well, I can't remember the exact line, but something like everyone in our family should be loved and respected. And then he's like, except dad. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> okay, reject. So yes, you I also, rejected. You also rejected the two-stroke thing, which now the boys and I have to do after it's over. Yeah, and that's fine. We can add addendums. Because because okay. we get through the whole thing and then and it's like this is what we do, blah 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 blah. And then and then me and the boys say after it's all over we're like and we ride two strokes. Yeah. So we have this statement, we've printed it out and we try to read it as often as possible in unison together. So it's kind of ingrained in us to know that we are, you know, honest and we live with integrity and, and we do hard things. And we do hard things and we forgive ourselves and others. Yes. So all of those things that we have in our family focus are becoming a part of our everyday life. And some of them already were a part of our lives. Some are new and some are just a little bit more of a a strengthening statement, you know, but yeah, there's cool things in there. Just like honesty. I mean, these are one of the, like probably the biggest thing that I've been working on in my life in the last, just my personal life in the last year and a half is just honesty. And we're just calling that out now, you know, like this is what we are. I, I you know, we're going to be honest. There's so many things that can come from, and, the, and so this focus statement is pretty cool and it's, it sounds corny. I'm sure it sounds corny, but I think 
some people out there could benefit from that. I mean, if you just said, hey, what is our family about? What do we stand for? What do we want to stand for? And this is and this is it. And so that's been pretty cool. Yeah. Kind of, uh, you know, and then also another thing that we've been doing, Karen and I, is, is marriage counseling. I mean, if we're trying to work on our family, we've been enrolling in marriage courses and marriage counseling courses because we've realized that, hey, look, if you want something to work, you've got to work at it. And, and maybe, and Karen probably knew that all along, but I just, it wasn't <laughs> like a priority of mine, like, oh, I need to work on my relationship. I just sort of took it for granted for so long and and then... You know, if you don't focus on something, bad things happen to it. You know, it needs maintenance. And so that's one of the other things that we've been doing. And we started that before the COVID stuff. But uh, all of those things together with marriage counseling and focusing on the family and the parenting courses and the family dinner time. And these are things we're doing behind the scenes. And it's really kind of been it's kind of been paying off. Um, another thing I just wanted to touch on kind of as one of our last things here as we, as we wrap up and we may talk about this for 30 minutes because there's so many, so much in it is we won't talk about it for 30 minutes is Karen, just so you know. So sometimes I feel bad for like, Oh, I'm not turning off and, and I'm working a lot. And my, and like Karen said, it's not a nine to five job. I start whenever I start, it could be seven in the morning. It could be nine in the morning, but it doesn't really end until 10 at night. I usually can't really stop doing any work until it's 10 o'clock at night. And then 10 o'clock at night, I'm like, I need to shut down yeah. mentally. You hit your wall. I hit my wall mentally. But with Karen, she doesn't get to shut down either. I mean, so Karen's main job, uh, let me just read her her uh, her job description here. <laughs> Karen is the chef, the doctor, the taxi, uh, the food preparer, the cleaning person, the school. Uh, now she, she's the teacher for three for three kids. Now she's the gardener. She runs the home. She runs the kids' schedules. She does the laundry, and we try to help in those places. It's not like I never do any cleaning, and it's not like I never do dishes. We 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 kind of split some of those things. Um, mostly dishes are the one that I that I pick up on. And taking out trash and things like that. But for the most part, Karen is literally running the entire house. She's the CEO of the house. She's doing all of those things. And Most moms out there are. They are. They're unsung heroes. And they're working all day long. They don't get time off. We're trying to build in in the middle of the day. And I need to be better at this. Of Like, hey, whatever time it is. Like two to three is is Karen time. And she gets to go do something away. Or just be alone for an hour. Yeah. in the middle of the day and, and we're trying to build that in i just need to put it on my calendar and then just walk up there and be like karen this is your alone time you need to go do it right now because she she's too unselfish to do it on her own the point is she doesn't get to, she doesn't get to take a break she's doing all of these things all day long and she's working constantly and sometimes the kids are like how come you guys want us to go to bed so early and we're not putting the kids to bed early but we, we're trying to if we can get the kids in bed or at least doors shut by 8.30 or 9, that's a huge blessing for us because then we get to ved, I mean, then we get to pick up whatever it needs to be put away and then we get to spend a little bit of time with each other, which hasn't been happening so much with the COVID stuff. We've kind of let the bedtime schedule lapse a little bit. Yeah, because then now we don't have to wake up at like 6.45 anymore to get people off to school. So we start school at eight. Well, Connor starts at eight. <laughs> Our teenage daughter, she likes to start at like nine. Or, um, or 11. No, no, not on school days. But 
Yeah, so we have our our schedule and our routine for every Monday through Friday, and we try to stick to it. So we wake up and we do our schooling, and then I'm literally bouncing from kid to kid, you know, helping this kid with science and this one with a writing project and this one with math. And then I go back to someone else who needs help with history or someone who can't find some technical problem on their computer. And yeah, because we're we're not we're we don't homeschool our kids, but right now every kid is doing online learning. It's all homeschooling because the COVID-19 stuff, they can't go to the school. And so suddenly Karen has become a, a, a stay-at-mom homeschooling mom. Stay-at-home mom. Stay-at-home stay stay homeschooling mom. And <laughs> it's been challenging. And I have not had time to help with that. I have not helped with that really at all. There's been like one or two technical issues that I've you know helped with. But as far as like helping the kids stay on task with math and science and whatever else, Karen has done all of it. And she's been, done an awesome job with that. And I think if you were ever thinking about homeschooling, you probably have convinced yourself you don't want to do that now. <laughs> or, or has your heard your opinion on homeschooling changed? Well, from my homeschooling friends, they say that what I'm doing now is harder than actual homeschooling. So because they've got like these online classes and groups already set up so they can go to learn from math from someone online. And so now I have to like reteach myself, oh, what was ninth grade math like? And then I have to go look it up, remember it, because I've forgotten all the terms and I remember how to do it. But as far as like remembering what the term was and what the action equal to. Because the resources that the teachers are giving you now are not good enough because they're just trying to learn it. They're trying to adapt to it. The teacher's on the fly mm -hmm. and it's not, what you're saying is it, there's not enough resources here. Or, I mean, it's just the wheels aren't moving. They're not greased as well as it would be if you were doing a homeschool course. And how could it be? I mean, the teachers, they're doing the best they can too. And they're forced into an impossible situation and really sad that they can't be with their class and do the things that they had already planned to do. And so that's really hard for teachers right now. And my heart goes out to them. I know our kids' teachers are really upset and they've actually cried that they were so sad that their school year is now over and they didn't get to finish it with their awesome classes and it's really heartbreaking, but I mean, we're doing it. We're, we're doing all the things and we're somehow making it work just as all of, all of you listening probably are as well. Yeah. So that's a, that's a little peek behind the curtain. What happens at our house? Um, obviously we can't get into all of it, but there's just, there's a lot that goes on. And the only reason that any of this is possible, any of the dirt bike channel stuff that you guys have seen, the only reason it's possible is because I have, um, an amazing partner, and that is my wife. And if Aww. and if I if we if I didn't have her picking up all these other things, I couldn't do it. We talk about it all the time, you know. And, and there are certain parts of my little business that have been successful, and it's it seems to be growing and whatever else. And uh, people are like, "Oh, Kyle, you're doing such a good job with that." the The truth is, none of it would be possible without Karen. If we were single parents, we couldn't do any of this stuff, you know. And obviously there are extenuating circumstances and things where people either aren't married or they've divorced or, or whatever else, or they're widowed. And my heart goes out to those people because it would be impossible for me to do any of these things if I didn't have a partner and like an equally yoked partner. So I work hard, but Karen works equally hard. It's just, she's working on a totally, you know, a different thing. But it's all full steam ahead. It's all full steam ahead. And just like the, you know, the 
everyone has probably heard of those, you know, draft horses or whatever, where it's like, oh, this horse is capable of pulling 8,000 pounds. It's one of these big Clydesdale horses. And it has the capacity to pull an 8,000 pound cart or whatever. You put two of those horses together and mathematically you think, well, now they can pull 16,000 pounds. They have shown time and time again that you put you put a horse that can pull 8,000 pounds together with another horse that can pull out 8,000 pounds, and those two horses will pull 25,000 pounds. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like it's possible, but it is. It happens over and over and over. There's like a force multiplier that happens, and I don't even know if there's science behind it to say why, but I've seen that in our family. So if I'm a 10,000-pound horse and Karen is that 10,000-pound horse, we're literally pulling 30,000 pounds when we're yoked together. And it's pretty phenomenal. And it's been really well. It's been really good. And it's been the most you know, rewarding part of my life to just build our lives together um, and see what we are able to accomplish. And it's only possible because of her. You know, the, the, mm, that's the stuff so that, sweet. The stuff that she provides to the family, which none of the dirt bike people would ever, ever get to see. But I do have a lot of people that will email me over the years and be like, yeah, it's, it's amazing. You've got such a, you know, such a supporting wife and everything. Cause some, some of the people get it. Some know? people have come up to me at Supercross and thanked me. And I'm like, Oh, thanks. You have no idea. <laughs> they thanked you at Supercross. <laughs> yes. I've had probably three or four people tell me, thank you for supporting Kyle and letting him do this. Were they the men or women? Men. They were the men. Yeah. Thank you. Those four people. <laughs> those four people I really appreciate those four no I thought it might be one of the like five women like viewers that I have so I, I didn't know if, if you met one of those nope not yet <laughs> I don't think I've met one either but they're out there they're out there so anyway that's a little bit of peek behind the curtains of what uh, Dirt Bike Channel consists of and what we're doing here with our family behind um, the scenes behind the scenes hopefully you guys are doing well being happy and healthy and safe uh, during these challenging times that we have. And uh, hopefully we're going to see, you know, start to have things come back online and, and become more normal, you know, yeah. here in the, in the next little bit. going to be interesting to see, though, because I think life is going to permanently change in some ways. Um, airlines, I think some of that stuff is going to change. I think cruise ships, you know, that stuff is going to change. Like there's a lot of things. There's going to be a lot of lasting effects from this stuff. But I hope that one of the lasting effects within our family is just a little bit more of a family focus. Um, and hopefully we can just simplify. That's been the coolest thing is not having baseball practice or basketball practice or all of these not other things. Not that we things. don't love sports because we do. Yeah, but <laughs> it's been nice to simplify a little bit here. It so. really has. Find the, find the happy in your life. Yeah. Karen, do you want to do it? No. When are you going to do it? <laughs> when Supercross returns, I'll do it. Okay. When Supercross returns, Karen promises that she will tell you to leave a single track. Thanks, guys. <laughs>